Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine now that I've my my producer Taskmaster Boss has <laughs> told me I have to do this top five. I forgot. So I'm good. It's a it ain't easy after one week, but um, I think I like I like my picks. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, well, the the return of top five is coming at the end of the show. Uh, a couple things up top, guys. Thank you all so much for subscribing to the podcast and and tuning into us uh, every week, multiple times. We appreciate it. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Please rate, review, subscribe. Um, we need all that feedback. The show is also available on YouTube. If you search True Hoop TV, you can find us on YouTube. So again, you can see our handsome faces talking. Please subscribe to that. Um, and we also have the video feature in Substack. So if you already get our emails through Substack, you can watch the video there as well. All right, David, we are a week uh, plus through the NBA season. Already a lot of fascinating things happening on the court, off the court. And we must begin... Here, of course, because finally, James Harden is a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. And I have to say this, you know, we, there's been a lot of talk about player empowerment and you and I are both all pro player. We want them to be, have as much power and influence as they can because they are the stars of the show. David, do you realize that this is a man, James Harden, who has literally gotten his way three consecutive times in trade when seemingly he had no leverage? He went exactly where he wanted to go every time. He was in Houston. I'm out of here. Let me go to Brooklyn. Okay, you get to go to Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. I don't like the Kyrie hasn't gotten the vaccine. Get me to Philly. Okay, you get to go to Philly. I'm in Philly. I hate Daryl Morey now. Get me out of here. Get me to LA. Okay, you get to go to LA. I mean, listen, the rest of us in, in, in our world would love to have that kind of ability at our jobs, right? To be like, nah, I'm just going to go here because that's just what I can do. But it's it's quite amazing that he's been, he's been able to do that. Gerard, he just wanted to go home. How can you be upset with? I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I uh, so this summer I was at summer league and um, I sat next to one of his agents. He's got a few of them, mm-hmm. and um, and I said, "Where do you think James is going to play?" He said, "James is going to be in L.A. and uh, uh, Dame's going to be in Miami." Well, not, didn't work that way exactly. <laughs> it did for James. So now they got him. Let's see what they do with him. But now they got him. Right. Yeah. So we'll talk about what looks like on the floor, but quickly in the trade. So the Sixers got um, the Sixers traded Harden and Tucker um, and Philip uh, Petrozev, who then got traded to the Kings, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. And the and the the Clippers sent away to Philly Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, KJ Martin, a 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, that 229 pick swap um, that between the Clips and Philly, it is top three protected. So, if you remember, Daryl said in July, when it was clear that Harden wasn't going to play for Philly anymore, he said, well, when the trade happens, I'm either going to get back a player, a star caliber player who can play with, with uh, Joel Embiid, or I'm going to get back draft capital uh, and young talent that I can turn into a star player to play with Joel Embiid. Well... He seems to have sort of gotten the ladder. You didn't get a ton of young talent back. What you did get was expiring contract. All those guys, Morris, Batum, et cetera. You did get KJ Martin, who's young. Um, good. The, yeah. Those guys are all expiring, so we'll have a ton of cap space. Um, but the question is, when are you going to – because this is not the final move for Philly. It can't be. Because this team, as much as I think Tyrese Maxey is incredible, this team, as is currently constructed, ain't winning no championship. But can you turn – those that draft capital 
KJ Martin expiring contracts and teams love expiring contracts when they're, you know, all of a sudden looking like, eh, this is not going to work out for us this year. Can you turn that into a star? We'll see. Time will tell. And how patient is Joel Embiid going to be while you are figuring whatever this situation out is? Yeah, I won't, I won't be as flippant as you just were regarding their title chances, although you're probably right. Tyrese Max is still really young. Very yeah, young. It's a, it's a fair thing um, that uh, he just isn't going to be experienced enough to, to be counted on, to, to assume that you can count on him. To be fair, I want to be fair to Tyrese Maxey, David. He He's had incredible no. playoff performances, right. multiple 30-plus right. point games. But he also wasn't the best player on his team or the second-best player when he was doing it. Correct. Um, uh, you love Tyrese Maxey, so do I, as a mm-hmm. talent. So uh, there is an argument for uh, just never having a bad player on the court. And then Maxey grows into an all-star, which mm-hmm. is certainly possible, I think. Sure. And, um, and then Embiid has the kind of year he did last year, not the kind of playoff he had <laughs> the regular season he had. Right. Uh, the, the problem in that uh, algorithm in a sense is how factor, how to factor Harden's presence on how Embiid played last season. He really, I don't think he is an MVP level player without James Harden. And it's unfair to ask that of Tyrese Max. He's in a different universe than James Harden. Uh, maybe 10 years, but, Probably not. I mean, Harden's were the best of all time. So it's un- it's unlikely uh, Tyrese gets there. So, yes, with all that depth they have, maybe maybe Daryl Moore, who I think is the best talent evaluator and de- certainly one of the top guys at trading for players, uh, he'll probably have to come up with something um, if indeed they want to kind of push all their chips in, right, which mm-hmm. is what people think will do. They'll do. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, we'll have to see, like, who – you know, the Wizards have a bunch of good players on a terrible team. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst team in basketball right now is your Memphis Grizzlies. I doubt, <laughs> I doubt they, they melt away. Right. They'll fire the right. coach for they do anything. No, I'm not saying they should, by the way. Uh, I, yeah, we'll talk about but that. Yeah, but, it's, but no coach likes to lose every game they start. You know, they want to get that first win out of the way for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, owners do crazy things sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you'd think Philly. Well, we'll see. There's, there's players to be had. There are players to be had. Yeah. And uh, look, we already know that Chicago might, Zach Levine may be right. someone who right. is on the move. Right. Um, and we don't know in three months who's going to be unhappy with their situation wherever they are. This is the NBA. It happens all the time. All right, David, the, the trajectory and the speed at which this happened kind of came together seemingly quickly because we were told by by a lot of, you know, publicly by the NBA's quote unquote, and I'm using air quotes because you can't see us, newsbreakers, that talks had stalled. And we know that Harden and Maury were comfortable with being uncomfortable. They're fine. Having everybody be like, oh my God, what's happening? What's going on? James showed up to the tarmac to get on the plane with the team. They're like, no, you can't get on the plane. You got to get sent home. That was for sure a ploy by him just to make news headlines that day. Um, so all of a sudden, this trade gets accelerated. And shout out to Vinny Goodwill of Yahoo Sports. Uh, he wrote it. Uh, or said it on a, on a, on a podcast that um, what sources have told him was was that ownership got involved in this in in, in this uh, this trade, and you and I said, David, James and Daryl are fine being uncomfortable, but how is everybody else at being uncomfortable? Does Nick Nurse like being uncomfortable? Does Joel Embiid like being uncomfortable? And more importantly, does Josh Harris, Sixers owner, like being uncomfortable? And from what it sounds like from from Vinny's reporting, and I have no reason not to trust Vinny that. 
Josh Harris stepped in and said, no, you make this move now. I want to move on from this saga. Yeah. Why, why uh, Josh Harris would say that it, it can be, someone can figure that mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it seems, I, I agree with, with Vince that uh, it, this offer wasn't anything that wasn't on the table before, give or take. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it could have been done before the season. And um, it probably financially even might have even helped some of some of these teams, because, both these teams, because they maybe could have got some players and waived them, whatever. There's, mm-hmm. there's some financial benefits potentially to doing a deal before the season started, and you would have avoided all this controversy, at least on the on the Sixers side. There's none on mm-hmm. the Clippers side. I've heard speculation that Steve Ballmer got involved mm-hmm. and made a phone call. Hey, what do we? What does it take to get the deal done? I don't mm-hmm. believe that to be true. I don't think that he would do that just yet. Right. Uh, but guys, they are code owners for a reason. Governors, owners, whatever you want to say. Uh, they're used to running shit. Having having no more than a few in my lifetime, uh, they're used to bending the world to their pleasure. Yep. And uh, in this case, I don't think it was Steve. My guess is it would be Josh uh, for reasons that one day may come out. Mm-hmm. That, uh, he, But you could argue at the very least uh, he, it's time to put it away. I don't think that's probably the most likely reason. But for whatever reason, they got the deal done. They can move on. And... Uh, and now, you know, the team's in Daryl's hands again and Nick Nurse's hands. And yes. quite frankly, they're pretty good. Joel and, yeah, yeah. Pretty and good. Joel Embiid's. Yeah, they're pretty good. So, uh, okay, let's we, we talked about it a little bit. Let's stay on the Philly side, right? Yeah. I, I said, as constantly constructed, I don't think is good enough to win a championship. Yeah. And that's mainly because... No, that's not what you said, Gerard. I said, will not. I said, they right. will not win a championship. If you had said it the other way, I would have I <laughs> agreed. And I, and I stand by that. Yeah. Let, me not, let me not back down. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maxi is not an all-NBA caliber player Agreed. yet. Agreed. He, he could be, but that isn't there yet. And I think you need that pair with Joel Embiid, which, by the way, you mentioned Harden. Look, it's very easy to shit on James Harden. People yeah. love doing yeah. it because of a million reasons. David, you know because you watch him play closely. I watch him. He is an elite playmaker. Elite. And Tyrese Maxey just doesn't play pick and roll that way. Like he, he'll never, it, just, He'll never be better. Right. his career probably than Harden right. was last year. That's how good just, Harden is. Right. He just, he can't do that. And a lot of that is how Joel Embiid ate last year, right? And became the MVP. We'll see how it changes this year. Um, and, you know, look, they have Tobias Harris in a slot that makes max money, but does not often produce max player production. So to me, it's a lot of ill-feeding pieces, which is why I think there's something coming down the road potentially with those picks to bolster. Now, again, as I said earlier, the question is, what is Joel's stomach to wait for that? And also, by the way, I'll add, Joel was not great in the playoffs last year. Oh, and bad. let's let's also be frank, Joel has yet to have an awesome playoff run in his career. And so that's another reason why I don't think they'll win a champ, because I've yet to see him in the playoffs put it together. And part of it, I think, is health, but could be some other things as well. Um, so I wonder that, right? Like, does Joel say, I don't know how many more years I got like this, and I don't want to waste three months or whatever it's going to be while we figure this out, does he start making noise either publicly or behind the scenes and say, get me out of here? I will note something funny that happened on social media because you know I follow these things, David. So WrestleMania is going to be in Philly. Re- WrestleMania or WrestleMania? Wrestle, okay. wrestle, as in WWE. I really wasn't uh, sure. Maybe Russell Westbrook <laughs> had another gig going on. No, God. <laughs> WrestleMania will be in Philly uh, in early April. 
and you know joel's a troll and likes to say funny things online and triple h said oh you know we got to invite you to, to come to wrestlemania because joel got fined for doing the degeneration x celebration in one of his recent games i don't understand a single word that you just said it's it's okay people who are listening do <laughs> okay. and 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 joel said yeah i don't know how i'm gonna be here uh in early april and i was like oh jesus <laughs> and but like listen we know he took the yeah. geotags off yeah. he just does stuff like this because he's a troll yeah. listen Everyone always, there's always truth behind every joke or whatever. Again, I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is nothing is, con- this is the NBA. There's no certainty or guarantees in anything with, with, with these players. And it wouldn't be a joke if, uh, if it wasn't possible. And he knows that. So even though right. he, he may think I'm never leaving, but they don't know that. Right. At least not this year anyway, whether he goes right. in the future, who knows. So let me read you. Here's their top nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Starting lineup, Maxi Melton, Oubre Jr., Oubre, who's had very, played very well. Tobias and Embiid, and then Beverly, Kenyon, Martin Jr., Covington, Paul Reed. Pretty good. I mean, listen, it's a very good top nine. That's, um, that's it, though. That's it. Right. That's it. But to your point, Embiid in the playoffs, uh, it's more likely they're a one seed than they are Eastern Conference champs. It's yeah, more likely sure. they're a one seed than yeah. Eastern Conference champs, and neither is likely. Right. <laughs> so just because Boston's really fucking good, right? And I'm not counting out Miami just yet. Even though they're bad now, they won't be. It's silly to think that they will be, you know? I mean, I know it was Indiana. What did Boston put up last night? 155? 50. Was it 155? I know they won, by, <laughs> they won by 50. Yeah. Tyrese didn't play, but that's not enough. Yeah. It, no. That, that doesn't matter. Just, they would have won by 48. Or whatever. So good. Yeah. That's they're so good. they're. I watched them. They are yeah. good. Very good. Listen, Very good. And they've got a backcourt for your ass. <laughs> do they with Derek White and Drew Holiday? Yes. Oh my God! Yes, and, and let's, let's be real. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum ain't no slouches on defense either. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> right? And Porzingis is some four. <laughs> right. That's a five. That's, uh, that's Derek a White team. has like he he's probably the best. He's the most underrated player in the league, I think, and metrically also mm-hmm. like a few yeah. where people would rank him and then where he ranks in the EPM. Whatever. Metrically, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he's got he's got some game now. He, and yeah, Drew looks no. like he's been a Celtic forever. That listen, I mean, Drew's they're Drew's easy to a, play with, though. Brown and Tatum yes. are easy to play with, and Derek yeah, is too. Yeah. Derek yeah. is too. Yeah. And Drew's the consummate professional, and yeah. like he, he just he understands defense so well, and it's just he, they're awesome. They've got they've oh, got an edge about them. Yeah, Missoula's do. done a good job. Uh, he's had a whole off season. Yeah, they've they're playing with well, some fire. David, they should have an edge. We're up 2-0 in the yeah. NBA Finals two years ago. Yeah. Lost. Did I don't know what they were doing the postseason last year, fooling around. Lost Got, three straight with Miami right? before they came back, yeah. So, yeah, they should have an edge to them. Um, let's go to the Clippers side yeah. of this. Okay, so you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who, by the way, have been looking really good yeah. early this season. Um, you add James Harden to that. I will say Russell Westbrook has been playing well for them. Yeah. So now what do you do? You'll come I, off the you don't bench. start. I was going to say, well. Definitely come off the bench. And I wonder how, you know, how Russ deals with that. I know him and James's boy and their friends and it's all good, but they're still NBA players and they got ego. So that'll be interesting. Cause I think you have to have Terrence Mann start, right? Cause there's gotta be that defensive player paying next to one of them. Well, and Lord knows and, James don't. Right. And Westbrook helps their second year scoring and get mm-hmm. their pace up. And come on, we're talking about James Harden, Paul George and, and Kawhi. There's going to be injuries all the time <laughs> yeah. or just rest. Yes. So yes. J- so Russell's going to start a bunch. He'll be a pseudo he six man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll start a bunch, and I don't think you can finish with those guys all together. I don't think no. uh, in fourth quarters. 
Um, but I could see them experimenting with some stuff and put Kawhi or Paul at the five. Well, I was just going to say now, because you know Ty Lue loves to experiment and go small ball. Let's lean into that. I think James supercharges that small ball lineup now, right? Like they can really do some fun stuff and kind of force a team like, let's say, Nuggets. Okay, you got Jokic. You can keep your big on the floor. Now you got to guard us out on the perimeter. Do you want to do that or do you want to go go small? I think they're sort of to trend in that direction. So I think it's interesting. We'll see. We'll see how it plays. We'll again see how the rest works with Kawhi and injuries are going to happen probably to one or more of them. And man hasn't played yet. He's coming off his own injury. So we'll see how it all fleshes out. But how do you like this team now versus how they were before the trade? I like it more now. Okay. Yeah, I like it more now. I uh, for the reasons you've said. Uh, I, and I wrote this uh, yesterday, um, what Harden might be able to do for Zubac inside, Zubac inside as a pick and roll player, can he enhance mm-hmm. him a little bit. He ain't going to make him Joel Embiid, but he can help him <laughs> play you know, more effectively and productively. Um, they, they, there's, there should be a, more of a belief in the locker room that we can handle any you know, week or two injury to any one of our top four guys now, three especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, yeah, we'll see how James does with, what his brand has become and how he wants it to be rewritten mm-hmm. uh, given the things that have happened. He's in shape. Yep. I saw a picture yep. of him yesterday. I mm-hmm. saw a video. He looks like he's in shape. Oh, he'll, he'll be fine. He looks like he's in shape right now, which is encouraging. But he has 13 assists his first game. <laughs> yeah, probably. He does that in his sleep though, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, that isn't hard for him to do. Yeah, the game is, he really is a cheat code. Yeah, there's going to be some adjusting, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to take some time like it does for most teams. It's the advantage of the Denver's and Golden States and Boston's who, well, in Boston's case, they, they've had that a bit of a core. And, mm-hmm. and Drew, Drew is really plug and play. And so is Porzingis, yep. as it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Clippers will pick it up pretty quickly. And, uh, and I think they all want to win. They're, they're all, they've all made their money. How, how, much, how much money? Has anyone done that math yet? What the four guys have made in their careers? Got to be over close to a, over a billion. Has to Got to be. be really close. Has to be. Just on court salaries. Yeah, yeah. If we sure. if we did net worth of all four, it's a mm-hmm. enormous amount of money, mm-hmm. and so all that matters is rings and legacy, competing for yeah. championships. You know, if you if they, if they get the Clippers to the conference finals and they win, incredible, yep. right? They don't have to win a championship to really change things. Mm-hmm. Right? Already, the Clippers brand is different. It's oh, a respected brand, deservedly mm-hmm. so. Players would love playing for the Clippers, maybe even more so yeah. than the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? They're moving into a new arena next season, I want to say. Is it next I season? I think is swanky looking new. Look. And three of the four guys, to your point, David, Kawhi's got his two rings and his finals MVPs. The other three, they, they, they got to do something, right? Like, they Russell and, and James haven't been back to the finals since they went with OKC in 2012, right? So it's 11 years ago now. Are Jeez. they... Is there a new stadium? Is that is the roof removable? I don't know. Because that would be know. fucking sweet. I mean, if if he did, if Barmer did it, it wouldn't surprise me. I have no knowledge of anything, but if, <laughs> if, if, been, having spent the last few years in LA a lot in the offseason, you know, the weather's just fine during season oh, two, oh, right? Get a, get a little sunshine how, in there. How amazing <laughs> would that be, right? Look, I'm all about outdoor basketball. I love it. I, I think it'd be great. Um, but yeah, we, we will see how this all plays out. I'm excited to watch the Clippers and see what this brand turns into. All right, David, you had a piece come out yesterday on Troop.com. Everybody should be a subscriber. Uh, it's called um, Thorpe's Theory, which I love. Dave's got a lot of theory. Thank you. Thank you for Travis for that. He, he likes alliteration. <laughs> 
Well, I do not, but he does, and he's the, he's the editor. No, you're not an alliteration guy? Why not? Yeah, I just don't. None of that stuff matters to me. <laughs> I'm not a fancy guy. I'm just an old ball I'm just coach. A, I'm just a dumb ball coach. I, do. Ball coach. I wouldn't say dumb. I said dumb enough. Just a ball coach. I just, I don't need anything. I don't even care about titles. But he does, and he and his his opinion counts more than mine. Oh, man. Um, so let's start with uh, the first theory of yours that Kristaps Porzingis is playing bully ball. I mean, he's seven foot four, and this is, I don't think, David, uh, look. I, I love Porzingis. You know my basketball love yeah. language is tall dudes who can shoot. So, of yeah. course, I love Porzingis. He was tall when he was five. <laughs> like, tall is a long way. He's a long way from tall. He's a giant. Right. Um, I knew he was good, but I didn't think he would fit in so seamlessly and be like, this is, they look like a well-oiled machine. Like, they really do. get carried away. It's only four games. But, man, it just looked good. Yeah. And the rap on him early in his career was uh, he's kind of like not really a physical player. I'm like, oh, I don't know what you guys been watching lately because he's very physical. That's what I noticed. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch him last night. I watched the game, but I wasn't focused on KP. It wasn't much of a game. I should quote unquote game because it was really fun. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, he's mauling dudes. Mauling dudes inside. Uh, again, didn't see what he did last night, but his field percentage has been great. And uh, it's a nice playoff weapon for them as i as i wrote this mm-hmm. and not just depending on you know when the, when the when the lane gets clogged uh you have to go to jump shots but he he can solve some problems just his sheer size yeah. so yeah it's um I, I if he keeps doing that they're they're gonna be tough to beat in the east and in the I regular like season it. yep and i like it because what that does is it allows them to save minutes on very old al horford right who I believe will have to play a part in them in this championship run at some point, right? He's going to have to show up and do something, but if he's not counted on to kill in the regular season, yeah. he'll have fresher legs come April, which matters. That matters. And also, if things grind down to a uh, more so in the postseason, mm-hmm. everyone kind of knows what they're doing, but uh, you can always find ways to look for mismatches early in, early in the offense. I wrote about uh, post-Evitz is that it's working worse in transition because mm-hmm. help isn't mm-hmm. defined. Right. Or, or even sometimes there because you're just not getting back. And so that's anytime. That's postseason two. So KP should always be mindful of, of playing that way. And it, it, it adds another dimension to Boston's game. And it's a highly efficient dimension that isn't reliant on 28-foot shots. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, it's a big deal. Which are harder to hit in the playoffs, right? Those 28-foot shots. But this is something you talk about with bigs, right? Bigs who can run the floor and why they're so important. Because in transition – those are those easy baskets you talk about, or and right, or right. they get fouls That's drawn right. on the other team. Both both are perfect. Yeah, no, I, I love exactly. it. So Boston, Boston looking great. Um, okay, New Orleans. Um, we listen. <laughs> everything we said about them was well. If Zion's playing and Brandon Ingram, they'll be pretty good. We got to figure out how they guard. You're starting to notice some defense down in down in New Orleans. Guys are guarding up so far through four games. Yeah, I think they're fifth in the league right now. I think I looked this morning at five. Uh, the, the, did you see? Did you see what I wrote about the clip? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's good defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, everyone's just kind of mindful of responsibilities. Uh, the big thing is Jordan Hawkins doing it, the rookie from yeah. Connecticut that no one projected. Listen, if everyone could see him as a solid defender, he's a top six to top seven pick. Maybe he's the second behind Brandon mm-hmm. Miller as a as a shooter. Uh, uh, in the draft, that also plays D. If they can get him to do that consistently, as skinny as he is, it's a big step in the right direction. And CJ was playing defense in this yep. possession anyway. And that's why I wrote, mm-hmm. is it a trend? Is it something more, right. more common that we can project? Um, they like Willie Green. He's a liked guy. The players like him. 
And they have belief when you Zion and Brandon are on your team and CJ, like yep. offense shouldn't be a problem. And so we better guard and, and Valanciunas <laughs> and Valanciunas, right? Who who mm-hmm. did a good job on this clip, also defensively. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't have a problem scoring. They're gonna be they're gonna be good. Yeah, I like no, what they, I'm seeing from them. They they they're looking they're looking very good. Look, I encourage you guys to get on. Uh, Thorpe's theory and check out uh, some of the things he talked about in that piece. Really, really mindful, really good stuff. Just just keeping an eye on what's going on. I want to finish with Denver because you had them on and we talked about them yeah. uh, earlier this week. Yeah. You know, they are playing be- their bench, right? And they're going to, you know, those guys are young and they're going to do dumb things and make mistakes. But the hope is we let them get their reference points in now that as the season goes on, they get better. If Mike doesn't say, Okay, we're losing too many games. I got. I can't. You guys are gonna make us lose. I have to put my, my old guys back in. If they can learn, that's gonna be huge for them come the postseason. Um, last night was maybe kind of an aberration. Minnesota just kind of really just put it on them, and they guarded really well in that game. Minnesota really clamped up. Um, which, and it seemed like an avalanche, which they're capable of doing. Yeah, this is. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I say this on our pod or someone else's, but they they have the potential. And I wrote this. I think too. They have the potential to lead the league in defense. Yeah, they're very good. They're, they're really. Kyle Anderson coming off the bench with Jaden McDaniel, Huge. Anthony Edwards, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert. Cat's the only guy that you don't count, but he's seven feet tall. Yeah. It's not like he's a little guy that doesn't play deep. He's mm-hmm. a big guy. So, yeah, they can they can really make it tough on offenses. And Jaden McDaniel is amazing on defense. So, so is so Kyle, good. for that matter. They're both very Yeah, they're, they're, they're an excellent defensive team. Um, and Ant's got the – I mean, he's got the profile to be a for very, sure. very yep. good defender. Yep. Um, yeah, so there's, it's going to be some, some work in progress with that bench unit, right? Like Peyton Watson's going to see some flashes of, Ooh, and then you're going to see some flashes of, Oh my God, what are you doing? Like Christian Brown, like it's all the same with these guys, but hopefully, um, you know, they're, they're learning from these things, right? Jokic, by the way, and we'll talk about him later. He's just looking awesome as always. <laughs> like, hasn't skipped a beat. He's a joke. <laughs> yeah, he's just, Literally an, an actual joke. Joker is a joke. It's, uh, it's unfair. It really is. Yeah. It, it really, Wait, really I, is. I swear I feel this way sometimes. Um, like, if LeBron or and, and Joker, um, i trying to think of some other guys, uh, uh, Chauncey Billups, if they grew up in different households a foot shorter, mm-hmm. like, maybe they could cure cancer. Like, their brains are crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. What they, what how mean. they see stuff and how quick they yeah. can process stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... There's there's better ways to save humanity than just entertaining us, you know, 82, 19 years. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. No, I, I, I'm with you. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about joke, uh, Jokic more later, but just uh, phenomenal stuff. So everybody make sure you check out that article. Uh, David, earlier this week, Tuesday night, they play again tonight. The Spurs had a wonderful comeback against the Suns. Yeah, now, the Suns, the Suns, of course, helped them because they were just doing dumb things. Uh, up 20 at one point, and then all of a sudden they made this ridiculous comeback. And I was looking at numbers. Um, just and it's early because you know, so you know, you can't really go nuts on on sample size. But in the minutes that Kevin Durant, the 143 minutes that Kevin Durant's on the floor with the Suns, they are plus 51. In the 49 minutes that he sat, he sits there minus 31. And mind you, they have not had Bradley Beal or Devin Booker has not played since Game One. And this is something we talked about with this team, right? It's that w- w- we said this is going to happen. Now, we, the thing about injuries is you don't know when, but we didn't think it was going to be Game One of the season. For Bradley Beal, basically, and then or game zero, I should say, he hasn't played since the preseason, and Devin Booker in game one. Uh, but this, it's early, but this is a problem too for them, continuity wise, because those three guys haven't shared the court enough yet. Now, I know they're smart and all that, but you have to kind of go through the fire and get some reps so that come playoff time, it's not like a brand new experience playing with these guys. Tell me your, tell me your, th- I want to hear more about what you see before I opine. 
on on the on the Suns. Yeah. Um, what do you What do you think is going to happen? I think they'll be fine once those guys get back. Um, what I think I like right now is so that that second game when they hit when they didn't have Booker, they played the Lakers. I want to say mm-hmm. it was it was a good game. Uh, came came down towards the uh, the last the last few minutes. I thought the spacing around KD was really shitty. Guys were just like really clumped together, just just looking awful. And it makes sense because I'm sure in training camp there wasn't a ton of KD and the the mismatch no, guys, right? No. So they don't know how to space. The spacing has gotten much better around him because they've had to learn because well, Bradley and Devin aren't playing, so we got to space better. And I, I mean, they're up twenty in that game. They shouldn't have lost, right? Like they blew out the Jazz. Like they they have they had better spacing around them. So I think they'll be fine once those guys come back. My fear is that it's a back thing with Bradley. And look, teams, I've always said this. They don't have to tell you anything right. about players' health. But backs make me nervous because they're just so unpredictable. And if he's going to miss a significant amount of time, that's, I think, going to be problematic for this team. Because we saw what they do with just Devin and Kevin last year. We, we know what that is. Yeah. I don't, I don't argue, that if, argue with anything that you're suggesting. Um, uh, for the Clippers and the Suns, H- Henry would say, they're not going to win a championship because the right. the odds of them all being healthy, correct? You, you just and I, mm-hmm. I have no argument with that. You know, it it, it could happen. It's right. not, it, but it's not a good strategy to bet on old people. Yeah. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, still, we'd love to see those three guys cooking <laughs> all together, wouldn't you? Oh my! God, I, I really so am fun. a big Bradley Beal fan in terms of when he was in his prime playing with John playing with John Wall. Um, I just Beal just played the right way. It's just, he's, I mean, hey, this guy, I mean, if he didn't lead the league in scoring, he was like 0. 0.1 off. Maybe Curry yeah. beat him out. He was right, he was right there. He was yeah. right there. Literally a tenth or a right. hundredth of a but, point. But right early there. in his career, he was happy to just be a basketball player and a mm-hmm. scorer, but a basketball player. Um, played the right way. Uh, he mentors. You know, he has an AU team based in East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. One of his, one of the players that played for him is one of my son's teammates at Florida State. Uh, a guy I love named Cameron Fletcher and. And Bradley Bill's like a, a mentor to him still. Like he's a good dude. He really cares about the players from his community. And um, I'm rooting for I, I want them to be amazing. I want yeah. – if we could wave – this is where you and I and, and people like us are so angry with the league. If we could just change our our schedule and, and our war against science, uh, Warriors healthy, Lakers healthy, Clippers healthy, Suns healthy, uh, Grizzlies if they're still around healthy. Nuggets, obviously, like, man, we have a great playoff with stars I everywhere. Mean, talk about a battle, David. If, again, in, in my ideal world, we play that 58-game schedule, and you're playing at most twice over any two. I mean, <laughs> we're, you got guys going to be super ready to roll come postseason. That's going to be a dog. I would love to see that. We know that's probably not going to happen. But listen, wishful thinking. I will also say this about the Suns. Uh, second half of that game against the Spurs, notwithstanding. I do like what I'm seeing from them this season defensively. Um, they're, they're, they're buying into some of vocal stuff, and I see multiple efforts. Again, that second half against the Spurs, notwithstanding, because I saw none of that yeah. in that second they, half. They but. just took the foot off the gas. It, it's it's uh, At the end of the day, they're experienced humans, but they're so humans. And we yeah. we tend to just, oh, we're, yeah, we're good. good. Yeah. And then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vassell and Keldon Johnson. So we talked, you yeah, and I talked nice. about this. Victor, of course, we know is going to be on the team when they're ready to win. And we think Devin Vassell is because of the contract he signed. Maybe he killed in Johnson, too? I, I think probably likes him. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, before I forget on the Suns thing, have you seen the video of Tom Hanks 
He's he's in a group of uh, like an actors roundtable. I forget the name of the show because I've never seen it. But so I've, Hollywood Reporter does that a ton. They do actors roundtable. Yeah, table. I don't. Yeah, this might be that might be the one. So I've never seen it on TV, but I would love to watch it if someone could tell me what channel it's on ever. <laughs> um, and he's giving a little speech, and it's like uh, Jamie Foxx is in the room, and oh, nice, Adam nice. Sandler, like like iconic mm-hmm. men. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two that aren't so iconic, but those guys, I mean, are mm-hmm. iconic. And they're like, "What would you tell your younger self?" And he said, you know, I, I love it. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. Um, uh, you know, you know, when things just aren't so good and you can't get a job or whatever. And, you know, it, this this will pass. You'll be OK. <laughs> you know, when things are rolling and you're just crushing and get everything you want, <gasps> this too shall pass. <laughs> yeah. You got to. That's my merry-go-round. Yes, the merry-go-round. Just get on the merry-go-round. Find joy <laughs> on that. <laughs> and um, because it's going to, you're going to ride the roller coaster either way. The NBA is. <laughs> and so. Um, for, for a team like Phoenix, uh, the Sacramento, uh, the San Antonio game was Mm-mm. this too shall pass. Like, you know, you're mm-hmm. just crushing these young guys. <laughs> yeah. By the way, in that game, did you, did you see Yama's shot where he, he was under the rim kind of, yeah, he, and got it's kind of what, like... <laughs> he knocked it in backwards. I talked to one of his teammates about it yesterday. So this is a day after the game. And I said, I know you see crazy shit like this every day. He's like, oh, I've never seen that before, though. <laughs> I, I'm watching this game now I know. 50 years. You're right. 50 and you never years. seen that. Right. Never seen it before. Yeah. Never seen it before. It, and That's he made the it. He made Wemby. the shot. It was unbelievable. He acted like, the, yeah, whatever. I'm picture Wemby Yama. <laughs> that is the beauty of Wemby is that every game we're going to see at least one thing. We're like, how right. the, what? Right. It's going to be crazy. Right. And David, he's not yet an impactful winning player yet. No, and no idea what he's doing. None. No, he has zero. He, there are moments where he's thinking the game. Don't get me. I don't mean to say mm-hmm. that. He is he's been a pro for a while. But uh it's you know, with Superman, if you say Superman, you can see through buildings. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Superman. <laughs> so when yet Wemanyama does that shit, I think he just thinks like I'm Victor Wemanyama. Right. I don't think he's even processing it yet. No. Jordan no. talked about this, and we've said this on the show a few times. When he went from the world's best athlete to dominate a game to mm-hmm. the best mind to dominate a game when he recognized, yes. I don't quite have my athleticism, but my mind can control everything. Victor's years from that. Yeah, years sure. from that. So he's doing his things physically and nowhere close mm-hmm. to dominating, but it's coming. And that'll just oh, be the yeah. physical domination. And knowing how smart he is and how polished he is and how focused mm-hmm. he is and how, how how basketball means so much to him. And he was into the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this guy's competitive. That that the mental part's coming too, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going I'm to excited. be a hell of a thing. We cannot wait. It's it's already fun right now. Look, this Spurs yeah. team is going to be frisky and fun, yeah. guys. Make sure you're you league pass people. Make sure yeah. you're watching the Spurs. No, all right, guys. We- no, you're throwing a league pass. He's on national TV all the time. <laughs> well, actually, he's he's getting more national TV games. You don't even need league pass. All right, guys. We'll be back after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. 
Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, David, uh, some interesting comments out of Golden State uh, yeah. from, Dray- from Draymond Green. Uh, the Warriors are 4-1, and one, won a nice game against the uh, Sacramento Kings last night without De'Aaron Fox. Uh, let's put that out there. Um, so this is uh, Draymond talking about the game, talking about the team and, and the vibe. Last year, we had an awful team as far as chemistry goes. It was hard to come to work, not fun. So this year, you see the joy on guys' faces when they come into the building. You got guys staying over two, three hours just talking, getting to two, three hours early just to be here. You start to see that, and you're like, okay. This group likes to be together. He also went on to say, you can see adults in the room, the professionals in the room, the steady forces in the room. It's paying off. Look at our second unit. At times, they play better than the first unit. I always tell guys, you win championships six through 10, not one through five. And I thought it was so interesting Draymond saying that because, well, Draymond, maybe people didn't like to come to work last year because you punched one of your teammates in the face. Like, that could have been a reason why people didn't like to come to work. But I do think it is interesting, right, that the subtraction of Jordan Poole, uh, James Wiseman was gone like trade deadline so but like those guys being out all of a sudden they're saying the joy is back in golden state and that's just that was just so telling to me yeah to me what was telling besides what you said which i agree with is uh, i don't think it's true that six for ten wins championship six because not not if you don't have a good one through five (laughs) yeah Yeah. you're one through five snakes who cares yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) um but i love that draymond gave them that love letter Mm -hmm. i remember one time the gators won their first national championship in basketball and Joaquin was on the stage. He was the Final Four MVP. He was a sophomore. And um, uh, they had a sixth-year senior on their team named Adrian Moss, who had been injured a couple of times pretty severely and, and was playing that last year, which is unfair. He's like 24 years old at this point. And he definitely <laughs> helped them, but he was an off-the-bench guy, played a few minutes a game, whatever. And someone said to Joaquin something about this being your team. And he said, this isn't my team. This is Mossy's team. He said it very <laughs> animatedly. It made Adrian Moss, Mossy. And that was a love letter to Adrian Moss, right? This, yep. this is Draymond saying, hey, guys, like, we need you. Yep. Yep. I yep. see you. We need you. Yep. I love yep. you. Mm-hmm. Like, keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing, guys. Keep bringing that effort. Keep bringing that joy. The, the top five will take care of ourselves. Yes. And it's yes. also We're a good. love letter to Chris Paul. Oh, yes. He's coming yes. off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. So good job, Draymond. That was smart. He's a smart and guy. Paul, Draymond's a very, He's a smart, very dude. smart yeah. guy. He could run some really good companies one day. It's a, that's a smart dude. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, and Paul being there just steadies that second unit. So Because you know you're getting into good offense yeah. every single time. And he's playing with Joey, too. Yeah. I noticed sure. that the other day. Like, I saw him do some pumpers. I'm like, wait a second. That looks like 25-year-old Chris Paul. I yeah. love seeing that. Listen. Golden State's right. I mean, right now, we'll, we'll get the top five later. We I mean, will. They're four and one. They're one of the better teams in the league. We so, will. You know. uh, David, you know, we on this podcast, we love Nikola Jokic here. We think he's the best player in the world. Um, you know, I want to give you credit because you said it was the year before he won his first MVP. You said, oh, if he loses weight, this is the best player in the world. Sure I, I speculated that he could be MVP if he lost some weight. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, yeah. he won two straight, should have won yeah. three. Um, and was incredible. And so, and around the league players do it now, but I feel like in that early going, when he won his first one and maybe even the second one, 
I don't know that his peers were giving him that kind of like, no, this this, this guy's the dude um, for whatever reason. Um, and I was like, this is this is interesting. And now he's a champion, finals MVP, all this stuff. Guys have played against him a bunch. I love it now because they're all just like, oh, no, 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 no. Th- th- this is the dude. <laughs> like Montrez Harold, JaVale McGee. That these guys are all going on these player podcasts now, which, by the way, I mean, come on. Can't you come on our podcast instead of each other's podcast? <laughs> um, are you trying to fire me already? <laughs> no, no. As, with, with us, as, a, as, a, as a guest. I accept. Um, they're just giving him his props because they're like, man. And I, I love Montrell's, uh, Montrell's explanation of how good Jokic is. He's like, bro, it's like he's just seeing all these things. You move here. He's like, no, quick pass over here. All, and he's just like doing all these like, if you ever see the, the Dennis Rodman clip from the last dance when he's explaining rebounding and his arms are gesticulating everywhere and it's just like you're like what the and then mantra says and that's before he just drops 30 on you and i was like yeah he can do all these amazing things right and i think and then i think javel said this and he kind of messed it up but i knew where he was going so like, i think they say cats see it like 60 frames per second like Jokic is a cat and it's like no 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 humans see between 30 and 60 frames per second dogs are like at 70 cats are at 100 and your favorite thing is you ever see the house cat and the mongoose and the house cat is just no, the house whacking the, mon- snake. Yeah, the snake and the snake, yeah. the snake yeah, yeah, yeah. whacking him in the head every time yeah. because they just TFS, and that's Jokic. Yeah. Like I've said a million times on this show. My favorite thing when I watch him is when he's holding the ball up, like, like it's a water polo ball and he's telling teammates where to go. And especially when the new ones, when they're first with them and they're just like, why are you telling me to go? Like they look like confused. Just go there, go where I'm telling you. And they're like, oh, they go. And then they start, and it's like, How'd you see that? Like, because he just processes these things. And it's amazing. And Baxter Holmes wrote this story um, for ESPN that came out mm, maybe yesterday or the day before. Um, and it's just all about Jokic. Um, and this is one of uh, his godfather, I believe, said this line. And he, gets, he says, there's a line. You're as fast as you can anticipate. He anticipates situations two and three steps ahead. People don't understand. Before the situation happens, he can predict it. And LeBron said this about him last year after the Western Conference Finals. He sees plays before they happen. Maybe it's not talked about because a lot of people don't understand it, but I do. He's special. And I love that part because, yeah, regular people who watch basketball don't understand it. But LeBron, as one of the also, sees it cat-like speed 100 frames per minute. He's like, no, 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 he sees it. He's like me. And I just, I love that the players all now are like, yeah, we see it. And the last thing I'll say, David, is, is that in Serbia, there were some scouts and agents who were looking at him when he was a player over there. And they saw the beginning levels of this pure natural ability to see the court but they like what i imagine many players did before and many people who watch basketball early did was like they saw his body and were like this guy he can't be the best player but that's that goes to show you our bias right like there's more than one way to skin a cat to go back to cats right you don't have to jump out of the building and be the fastest if you know how to play this game and can process at that which i mean how many people can do that five in the entire NBA, right? Like, of course you're going to be the best player in the world. And I, I love that he's getting all this peer prop now. I do too. I spoke to a teammate of his last year who won the championship with him, and he was telling me, uh, this guy's, yeah, he's the, he's the best I've ever seen um, at, in his prime. I will add this, though. Uh, it helps that he's so tall. Of course. Right. Um, he His skill game is unparalleled for his size like will chamberlain like mm-hmm. crazy skilled mm-hmm. better shooter obviously but handle the ball pass it mm-hmm. all the things you talked about 
But people, I think, overlook his scoring ability because he doesn't lead the league in scoring. Right. But his efficiency is terrific. His Mm -hmm. touch is unbelievable. I I really think he's making every shot he shoots inside 12 feet. I really do. I'm so surprised when he doesn't make it. He's amazing. He's never in a rush. He's almost never in a rush. He uses fakes well. Uh, Great hands. Like, it's excellent. It would be very hard to recreate him in a lab. There's a lot going on and none of it is explosive athleticism there's agility he's nimble Mm -hmm. listen Mm -hmm. he rebounds the ball and pushes he's fine he can move just fine stops on a dime when he needs to great left hand passing dribbling yeah this uh, this guy is uh truly truly special and so the only thing i think i did relatively smartly is when everyone else was saying Giannis was the best player in the world i was saying Mm -hmm. it was Jokic. yeah when when uh after he lost weight People thought I think Giannis won the MVP, but I thought Joker I thought Joker was the best player in the world. He I mean, he's just been phenomenal. And there's another quote that I loved in the in that piece. The thing is, we can only see the surface, but he's like a wide ocean. He's very excited, but you can't see that because he's under control. And I love that. I'm like, because that's just so much of like how he plays the game, right? Yeah. We always talk about the great ones play at their own pace and you know, he's almost never rushed, right? Just you know, what is, what's John Winfrey, be quick, but don't hurry. Right. Like it's right. just, he's never hurried. Right. I can do things quickly, but they're quickly yeah. in, in when you my, say, my quick. Right. When you say play at your own pace, what that really means is when, when I'm better off playing fast, I can. And when I'm better mm-hmm. off playing slow, I can. And you can't dictate mm-hmm. either or. Correct. Yeah. I can slow down when I need to. I can speed up when I need to, as opposed to guys who only play slowly mm-hmm. that, or only play fast. Mm-hmm. It's an advantage to be able to do either one based on who you're playing and who's yeah. on your team. Yeah, no, it's, it's, listen, and anybody who goes over that team, those young guys, I mean, you're, you're, you have the opportunity, you're studying at the feet of one of the great players ever. Just, just absorb everything that guy's doing and saying, he tells you to go to, go wherever he's telling you to go. He knows it's, it's beautiful to watch. Um, And and the Nuggets are are, are playing good basketball. Um, Last night you texted me, you were like, I think the Raptors are going to have two all-stars. And I was like, woo. Ooh, I mean, I knew exactly who you were talking about right away. Yeah. I'm like, well, they already have one's already been an all star, so I know Pascal's one of them. Yeah, and then the other one has to be Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and ain't that a shooter? <laughs> he, played, he played good last night. He, he played did. good last played night. Very but, well. Uh, he's not. Night. He's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. So we had to do uh, how many bold predictions did you make? Five. Five. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was one of them. Scotty's gonna be an all star, mm-hmm. and um, I did. I didn't know if he'd be an all star. He's playing like one right now. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. he's not. The joy isn't where I want it to be. Not that he, you know, he cares. Right. I do see some joy out of him hugging after games, like really meaningful hugs. Yeah. Um, but he's playing with force, a lot yeah. of force. He is. I don't know this to be true, but I would bet he leads the league in block three point shots. Just because more, more, more than Wemby. Mm. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm telling you, Scotty's got some. Scotty's got a few. Well, he's he's got his what six, six seven, 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 foot, seven yeah, 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 athletic. He's just playing with force. He's posting. He's banging, bullying. Uh, he's got the ball in his hands a ton. He doesn't have a quarterback just yet. And so maybe Siakam isn't the all-star because everything's, even though he led the team last night in scoring, everything's kind of going through Scotty mm-hmm. uh, and Dennis to some degree. And they haven't figured out yet how to incorporate their best player in as much. Right. Pascal just had to do it with pure talent right now. But if that plays its way out, I mean, they should be three and two. They should have beat Chicago. Yep. And they, they really should have beat Portland at home. But they played badly. They deserve to lose. In Chicago, they just melted down the last couple of minutes. They should be three and two with a tough schedule. 
Um, they killed the Bucks last night. Just listen. Killed Dennis killed Dame. Scotty and Pascal killed it. Uh, it's, I mean, Pascal is the best player on the court. Um, yeah. There's a uh, yeah. There's just there's a heartbeat there. There's a heartbeat like there. They it. can't quit yet. They're not dead yet. Nope. Don't nope. you count out those Raptors yet? Nope. Darko in, in, infusing them with some things. I love Scotty playing bully ball. Yeah, bully like, ball. He's, he's I mean six seven and that. Yeah, man. Put and, those and little dudes it. under the basket. And he's making shots. Making I love it. threes early in transition, like he's looking to shoot. Yeah. I love he it. He and Pascal both um, are. You mentioned they destroyed Milwaukee last night. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to overreact. Only four games. But Milwaukee's defense, not looking same. great over these yeah. Not looking great over these first four games. Where are they? Let me look right now. I got it. I got it. Right got to be right towards now. the bottom. I would think so, too. So this is, he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're only 16th. Oh, so in the middle of the back. Okay. Yeah, it looked it, it looked worse watching well, it last yeah. night. <laughs> That's what happens in four games, though. And let's yeah. see, let's see what their opponents. Yeah, they played. Now yeah, that's just uh, no. They played some. They played uh, some decent teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their uh, their strength and schedule is good. Um, they're bad when they when they don't really apply themselves. First of all, yeah. you have Giannis and Lopez alone. Should and, make you a, yeah. yeah right. So that makes a difference right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're. We're suspicious of that team. Dame at the point of attack. Listen, as as, <laughs> as Henry so often, uh, he, he put it in our, in our chat just now. He was like, uh, Dame, to my eyes, plays like this all the time. He just plays on leap pass at midnight, and most people don't see it. Well, now he plays in in, in, in central time zone. You're going to see some of that Dame Lillard defense a little more often, guys. It ain't great. <laughs> I'll just say that. It ain't great. Um, Brandon Miller, a rookie we haven't talked about a ton. I I, I did watch a little bit of Charlotte the other day, and I'm like, oh, he does some fun stuff. He's Listen, nice. he was player of the year in the SEC, and as you always say, if you are player of the year in college, as, in a, as a teenager, right, as a 19 in the SEC, right, like you're gonna be probably pretty. Yeah, good. <laughs> he was my second pick. I didn't I didn't like Scoot. I wanted I like Brandon Miller better. I like I like shooting. And yeah. you know, he's shooting great now. Doesn't mean he'll keep shooting well this sure, year anyway. Sure. He's going to be a hell of a shooter. He's six foot eight, six foot nine. He's got some game to him too. He's not just mm-hmm. a shooter. Uh, he's taking he's taking games over in college. He's done a little bit in the pros here and there. Uh, I I worry about that team. They're they're bad as you should. They're bad and and I don't I you know my feelings on Lamelo. Super talented, but I still don't see that competitive fire. He got a bunch of his points yesterday. And the game was already over. No. Like where's your fight? I want to see some mm-hmm. fight. Uh, but Brandon Miller, I think, is going to be really good. Yeah, no, we, we we like him a lot. Um, no, it, keep your eyes on on him. Yeah, Charlotte, I just new new ownership, new GM. Mm, looks like same old Hornets to me. Um, okay, you 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 bought noticed a clip from the Lakers. Um, D'Angelo Russell. Oh um, yeah, said something to Christian Wood, and it was during pretty instructive during during the game. D'Angelo was on the bench. Um, and Christian was in the corner by the Lakers bench. This is in overtime. Said, he said right to him, you know, and then. Basically, on the next play, what Daniel talked about actually ended up coming to fruition. But I know you love that because teammates yeah. communicating. So talk us through that. Yeah. So just basically after the game, Christian Wood. So finally, Darvin Ham. A year ago, we had multiple guys that could play center next to AD. Now he's playing Christian Wood, who also is a talented player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got more size on the court. Uh, Christian Wood's in the corner in front of the Lakers bench. D'Angelo Russell's not in the game. And basically says, hey, either get it and shoot it, or if you don't get it, crash it. Like, you're, there's there's an opening there to go to the rim. And this is Christian Wood saying this. You can see D'Angelo talking to him on video. After the game, Christian mm-hmm. Wood is saying this to the press. And sure enough, yeah, I think, uh, who was it that, uh, uh, Cam Reddish 
mm-hmm. missed a corner three to win the game, and Christian comes crashing in, slam dunks it in. Listen, if that didn't happen, it the same the net result right. is the same. D'Angelo right. Russell, who who I don't think has a strolling reputation. The people no. I've talked to like him very much. Going back to his rookie season, I've talked to teammates of his who had nothing but positive things to say. Total pro and all of this, that, whatever. And there he is on the bench last night. This guy's one of the best offensive players in the world. He really is. And he's not on the game court. I don't remember if he fouled out whatever. I didn't look at that. He was invested in the game. Invested in the game. That's a good sign. That's a yeah. good sign. Look, this Lakers team is good. You, good. you like them beginning before the season started. You said, look, this team could I like them the now. Um, I don't love that that whole, yeah, minutes thing with LeBron. Another game, over 40 minutes. Really? Like, okay. So it's just a lie. I'm just like, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> and uh, AD played 48 last night. I was like, all right, man. Like, <laughs> diminishing returns he, at some point. He, hold on. What? <laughs> yeah, AD played 48. LeBron played 42. What? Uh-huh. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm right. Let me let, let me pull it up before I start talking. I mean, it was lies. overtime. And, right, there was overtime. People are like, drive. That means, he, lies. 40, means, what he, it means he would have played 43. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he got five minutes in overtime. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Box score. Here we go. Minutes. Anthony Davis, 48. LeBron, 42. Yep. Jeez. That was right. Yeah. Crazy. Listen. You know, it's what it is, man. Just don't forget this. When 80 misses two weeks or more. Well, yeah. yeah I mean. <laughs> yep. Uh, David, you know what starts tomorrow in the NBA? The in-season tournament. And the new courts. And I am excited about it. Um, the courts, first of all, look awesome. I love it. They've all got like runways up to like at the strip. And then in the middle of every court is the NBA cup. And then underneath, over the top overlaid is whatever your team's logo is. I think the courts look very cool. <laughs> Just keep KD's reaction when he first. He's like, I saw we playing on a purple court in the NBA? <laughs> like it was just it was hilarious but that's by uh, design but they wanted to have a different look <laughs> i i love that and they had a couple of players um draymond and steph and kd the the nba sent their media people down to their their places and asked them to handicap and pick the the in-season tournament oh really now, now surprise of course they all start with well of course you know i'm picking us right like, well they should right, right, right off the bat and then they go through picking each group look I know people think it's hokey and it's this and that. Look, I'm a fan of European, European football, so I love in-season tournaments. I'm used to that. I, that's a thing that we do, yep. and it's fun. Um, I love the idea that you get a chance to win a trophy. Like You get three opportunities every year to win a trophy. Champions League, your league title, or Europa League if you're not in Champions League, and your domestic tournament. That's right. awesome to me. Right. So I love that. So it starts tomorrow. There are six groups, three, three in the West, three in the East, uh, six groups, five teams each. You will play each person in your group once. So four games for, for each team, two at home, two away. The winners of each group, so that six, six teams, automatically qualify and get to the quarterfinals. That's a knockout stage. And then the next two teams are wild cards, one from each conference with the best record, uh, who also finish in second place. That'll be eight. And then from there, you go single elimination to the semifinals. And the semifinals and finals will be in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena, which I think will be cool for the fans in Vegas, because it'll be a new site, and it's also the NBA doing a little test of like, let's see how Vegas works when we have a team there in three years. Um, so it it's just awesome. And, you know, these guys can say all they want about, oh, no, but they're competitors. You know this. They're going to be like, wait, we have a chance to win a trophy? And and, and money. And listen, yes, for the big stars, they won't care. But not everybody on the team makes $30 million a year. 
for some guys, 500000 is going to mean a ton. Like, oh, I want that money. Yeah. So this is exciting. And other coaches are going to be like, guys, this is a tournament game. Let's win our group, right? And that, that's going to be the mindset. Win your group. So you don't have to worry about, yeah. oh, shit, do we have the wild card, right. whatever. Win your group, and you advance from there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm not, I'm not that excited. Uh, it's basketball, and it'll be different. I like mm-hmm. innovation. I don't yeah. like how the NBA goes backwards and lots of well, things. Correct. This is something going forwards, in our opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wish they took 10 games. I love games. it. And I think ultimately, this is, David, the NBA is testing it. I think there's going to be iteration over time. And I think how it looks now, if it stays, it's going to be different how it looks 15 years from now. Right. I really believe yeah. in the future, it's going to have a different component to it's it. It's going to be 58 games and a play-in tournament. And then maybe I have two ideas. One is the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. the way they're doing it now. Right. Love. 58 mm-hmm. games plus that. The other one will be uh, uh, at, at some point during the season, you're going to take the top 16 teams and you're going to take them all in the same city. And love you're going to play a tournament in one week. Love it. Love yeah. it. I think one of the ways they can innovate as well is because um, in those in those domestic leagues in European football, um, the lower leagues get into it as well, right? Yeah. So the lower league in Spain, yeah. lower league in England, whatever, we get the G League into it, right? Yeah, they'll never and do ultimately, that. everyone knows my goal. I want a Champions League like we have in European soccer. Play with FIBA rules so the European teams have, quote unquote, an edge. Look, more times than not, the enemy team is going to win a Champions League tournament. But as you know, in single elimination knockout, you're down six with three minutes to go. No guarantee you're winning that game. Actually, odds are you're probably going to lose, right? Like, so I think it'll be awesome. And that's what you need. You get one of those, whether it's Real Madrid or whoever, to pull an upset in, in the semis or whatever, or in the quarters. And that is going to be, oh my God, we have to take this thing seriously. Watch this. This is going to be fun. Come on, guys. Innovate. It's not hard. Just think about it. Figure out how to plan it. If you cut the schedule to 58 games, you got plenty of time to make Champions League happen. Plenty of time. Just figure it out. It's not that hard. Okay. Uh, a sad note, David, um, the world of basketball lost a coaching legend. This is a complicated man, um, in more ways than one. And, you know, just if you watch basketball, you understand how complicated he is. Um, but, uh, as a basketball coach, you can argue with some of his methods. And I know that's not the David preferred method. That's not the Henry preferred. That's not the, my preferred method, his coaching style in terms of how he talks and treats people. But what you can't deny is his success as a basketball coach, teaching the game and the tree, the trees and the lives of players that he's impacted throughout the sport of basketball and what he means. And of course, I'm talking about the late uh, former great Indiana head coach, Robert Montgomery Knight. Um, he passed away yesterday. What was he like? 80 something? 83. My dad, he was born the same year as my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived And I'm dad. sure you probably at one of your – Camps cross paths with them at least once. Right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Five-star camp used to always okay. go. Yeah. Um, but my high school coach was a friend of his, was from Indiana. We he um he we I mean, I if you look at pictures of me in high school, I wore an Indiana Hoosier hat. Mm-hmm. We played that way when I saw Hoosiers, the movie, I mean it was just our drills. It was our mm-hmm. offense. We called the passing mm-hmm. games, all Bobby Knight stuff. Yep. I know all of Bobby Knight stuff. I have all of his books in my office, some of them right behind me. Um I loved to idolize him when I was younger. I rooted for them in 81 when they won their championship. Uh, uh, that was the day Reagan got shot. Um, and uh, Steve Alford, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I don't remember the Quinn Buckner team. I was really young then, 76, whatever that was. But um, I revered him when I was younger and grew to hate him as a human being. Yeah. Despicable guy, despicable methods. Uh, great brain for the game. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know about his fame. You know his famous comment about rape. Do you know no. about this? Yeah, no. you, you may have forgotten over 30 years. He did a 2020, I don't want to say, with Connie Chung. And he basically said something like it's, it's, he doesn't understand why women just don't sit back and enjoy it if they're being raped and just get over with. Like, that was it See, for me. Yeah. That was before he uh, even had a wife and I realized, okay, you're a fucking jackass. And then he became a Trumper. So I, I've hated him yeah. for a long time. But yeah. the, the, there's no doubt because of him, I was able to coach basketball in 1987 uh, because I was hired literally to mm-hmm, coach a mm-hmm. team to teach them man to man because the head coach had all these athletes and only had coached zone his whole life. And he called my high school coach. My high school coach recommended me. And I took the job because I wanted to go see about a girl that I thought was super hot. And she's my wife 33 plus <laughs> years now. So I, Bob and I have to thank for a lot of things. <laughs> Unfortunately, humanity doesn't. But no, uh, no. I have friends who revered him, worked for him, loved him. Quinn Buckner last night teared up talking about him. He was a captain on that undefeated team in yeah. whatever it was, 76. Yeah. Um, so you put it perfectly. He's a complicated guy. A friend of mine who represented Bill Clinton once in, in, a, in a disbarment case in Arkansas said human beings are complex. They like are. You can, you, and, and he was a complex guy, for sure. They are. And, you know, we are not a sum total of all our bad deeds. We're not a sum total of all of our good deeds either, right? We are a combination of all of them. And that's who he was. But as you mentioned, Quinn Buckner, uh, NBA great. Uh, is he still the color commentator from Milwaukee? I think he is. No, 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 no. Buckner is, that's Mark, uh, Marcus, who, Mark, Marcus is Phoenix, maybe? No, Buckner yeah. is Indiana. Indiana, yes, yeah, Indiana. Yeah. Um, I hope Marcus Johnson is somewhere. Marcus, Marcus has the Bucks. Yes, yeah, you're right. Marcus has the Bucks. Yeah. Um, he, he means so much to Quinn. He means so much to Zeke, yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Like, uh, it, you know, and it's, he had it's, a player so named Landon Turner. To... Do you remember? Landon Turner. No, I don't remember. Was a, he was a, uh, he was a junior college. What, he took two junior college guys. They beat Syracuse in '87. Key mm-hmm. Smart hit the baseline jumper yes. to win. Yeah, yeah. Their best player was Landon Turner, who uh, Keith and Landon were both junior college guys, and Bobby had never taken that before. And um, Landon got in a horrible. He was my favorite player. He got in a horrible car accident, was paralyzed. He since passed, and Bobby did a lot of things to help Landon. And so I, I love him for that because right. Landon really right. needed help. He hadn't made any money. Yeah. He was still in college, um, but. Sorry, no. That, I love that, women that duality, and, I, and I love minorities, and I, I hate Trump, and we can't be friends. That duality is so strange yeah. to me, yeah. right? It's like how can you show such compassion on the one hand, yeah. but literally right. like on the right. same? It's just right. so odd, right? So so strange. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yes, it's uh, a big loss for basketball for sure. Yes. He a yeah. lot of what we're seeing, the principles, what we're seeing, Tom Thibodeau's principles defensively. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, for it, sure, it comes from Bobby Knight as much Bobby as Knight. anyone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, David, it is time. The return of top five. So for those of you who are familiar with the show, every Thursday, David and I give our top five teams. Now, you know, we've done, God, 300 plus shows together probably by now. And usually we're almost always in sync with our top five. Sometimes there's usually a, a I bet we have four of the same, at least probably three, do. probably four, maybe not five. We probably do. All right. Uh, number five, I got the Clippers. So do I. Okay. Number four, I got the Mavericks. I do not. Mm. They're undefeated. I know. That's why I was like, I, you're undefeated. I got to put you in. Even though I didn't want to. I was like, oh, I got to put you there. I, you got us four. I got the Lakers. Okay. They just beat the Clippers last night, although LA I know. was missing half their team. I know. Uh, D- D- Dallas, I, I apologize, Mark. Like, no, 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 no. No, they're, they're probably <laughs> deserving of it, but I, I don't trust it. 
I mean, they depend on so much on Luca. Listen, th- this may be one of the only times we're in the top five. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for him. I hope. I hope they do great. Yeah. Uh, Lu- Luca. By the way, we didn't talk about this. Yeah, he he's is playing. He's oh, a my joke. Goodness. I wrote he's, about he's, him though. I wrote about him. A- a- MVP right now, right? If you had, a, I mean, sure. four games, but yeah. you know, he's yeah. he's looking good. Yeah. Oh, uh, number three, Warriors. I got them not at number three. Okay. So I've got three. Denver at number three. Okay, two Denver. Okay, you have Boston number one. Mm-hmm. I have Boston number two, and I have Golden State number one. Okay, yeah. 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 So we just said, yeah, Dallas probably deserved it. Um, yeah. I like, I mean, Boston's been wrecking people. I just, Golden State's wrecking. win at Sacramento last night was big. Mm-hmm. I, Boston's beat up some bad, some bad teams. They beat they them have. badly. But, 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 but blowing them out like they should. They right? really beat them badly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, the Warriors, there's something cooking. Both uh, those teams. And I'm glad because they were my top two picks for the conferences. Sure were. I have Golden sure. State to win the West regular season, Boston to win the East. Um, Milwaukee is not in our top fives. Uh, listen, listen, listen. We talked about their defense before. They got some things to work out. Chris Middleton, I, I told yeah. you from the beginning, he is the key to me. And he has not looked like what he needs to look like no. for that team to be what it's And I didn't be. know. I watched the whole game last night against Toronto. I didn't even notice game. Just See, looked like another is, dude. He's had a couple great him. games, a couple of kind of one clunker. And one average game, they got their ass kicked by Toronto. It's going to be a work in progress for sure. Uh, All right, guys. In-season tournament starts tomorrow. A ton of good games uh, this weekend. We'll see you next week. Take care.